0: Well, it's actually hard to believe, but today is my 300th podcast. I would have never guessed that when a few years back my son Aaron encouraged me to spend some time doing this every week. But here we are, and I am so grateful and have loved every minute of doing this. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Also, as I mentioned, Uh, for four weeks, and this is the third week. I want to bring up the opportunity that you have to give. Uh, Go to the healingcare.org website, and you can hit donate, and that'll give you guidance on how you can support this Slingstone podcast. It is free. It will always be free, but it does cost us. And I am very grateful to the handful of you that have given, and I hope we see a lot more respond to this because I believe there's something the Lord is doing in the midst of our time together. Well, I want to begin with reading a brief scripture that comes from Jeremiah chapter 17. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves always grow green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. This is an amazing image that comes out of nature, of what it means to drill down in your life to the provision of God that he has made for you. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who has confidence in Him. So recently, I had the opportunity, as I do uh, every month, to share some thoughts with my staff here at Healing Care Ministries, and I decided to be honest about some of the aspect of my own journey and my own growth. You see, recently I've been thinking about how toxic my impatience can be. Toxic to me, but also it can be toxic for other people when I am not fully trusting the Lord and resting in Him. There's no doubt for me that I have a lot more growth that needs to happen And there are times that I grow impatient in my own growth, wishing, wishing, if you will, that the Lord would intervene in a much more direct and powerful way to, if you will, uh, straighten me up. (laughs) There's also impatience that often comes just related to what it means to be responsible for a ministry like Healing Care Ministries that is touching people around the globe, that has full-time employees that need to be paid. And my impatience can often be seen as a sign that I do not completely rest in the shalom, the well-being of the Lord. To trust in the movement of God Every moment, believing that what he's called us to, he will provide. Now, I want to say something about patience. Patience does not mean procrastination, nor does it mean avoidance. Patience is an abiding trust. A fruit that is the result of believing that what Scripture says is true. God begins good works. God will complete those good works. And he often invites us to participate with him in those good works in very, very specific ways. That's at the heart of patience. Fundamentally, be- fundamentally believing, even when you don't see the reality, that God is up to something and that he will fulfill What it is that he's promised. Think about this scripture for just a moment, if you will. Don't forget this, my dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish. He wants everyone to come to repentance. And then in chapter 3, clear at the end, in verse 18, the word of the Lord says this, grow in the grace of the Lord, grow in the knowledge of the Lord, and to him be the glory forever and ever. Wow, if that's not a picture of patience with God, I don't know what is, a day can be like a thousand years, and a thousand years can be like a day, and the Lord is not willing that any should perish. That comes in 2 Peter chapter 3, and he's encouraging us to trust that God's going to come through, and that's not always easy to do, is it? Okay, look, I'll admit it, that a a large part of being able to function in healing care comes from donations and I can find myself at times growing impatient when money doesn't come the way I think it should or when we plan an event and we didn't get the number of people to register that was necessary or when a project we working on didn't produce the kind of outcome that we had hoped or in my case okay you're about to hear it when a book that I've written that I felt God telling me to write, barely makes a ripple. This is, this is where the basis of impatience often comes for me, right there. Oh, God, where are you? Now, what am I going to say right now sounds horrible, and I know it sounds horrible, but I wonder if you've ever thought this, that here I am in a partnership with God, and he tells me to do something, and I do it, And then the outcome doesn't come when I want or the way I want or to the degree I want. And there's a part of me that almost wants to say to the Lord, hey, I did my part. How about you doing your part? Come on. Show yourself true. How terrible that is. But it's part of the nature of the impatience that often rises up inside of me. See, I I fail in these moments to ask the most important first question. Do you know what that is? Where are you, Lord, in this? Where are you when the donations don't pour in? Where are you, Lord, when the registrations don't go over the top? Where are you, Lord, when book sales lag to the degree that publishers are already ready to set it aside? See, that's the important question. There's a lot of other questions, no doubt. Uh, Did I write the book well? Was it really a topic that people needed? How did the marketing go? Those are other questions, but the key question in the midst of this, where it all begins is, Lord, where are you in this, this thing that I've grown so impatient over? And also, what does my impatience, my anxiety tell me about my relationship with you. That's why verse 18 is so important. Verse 18 in chapter three of 2 Peter, because what Peter is basically saying is this, you've got to know the Lord. Now by knowing the Lord, I'm not talking about the fact that we are saved or we understand the narrative of scripture in terms of the history of his life. It's the issue of to know the character and the faithfulness of the Lord. To see it in scripture, but also to be reminded of it in our lo- own lives. Because when we know the character and faithfulness of the Lord, we recognize that all of this is important to him. And that when he calls us to something, he is faithful and he will do it and he will stir the appropriate hearts. And if it doesn't happen, there's another lesson there that he's wanting for us. You've got to know the Lord. And I think in my own patience, this is one of the things that screams out to me. Terry, go deeper with Jesus. Think about how he responded to people in the pages of God's word and what you know of his response in your own life and then be able to suspend that impatience and that anxiety and know, as it says in Philippians chapter four, that um, the Lord is always near. He's near and he's going to come through. And then the other thing that it says in verse 18 is that you want to abide in God's grace. That's an important teaching, my goodness. And, and what Peter ends up saying is that this knowledge of Jesus and grace of Jesus is what causes all the glory to go to Jesus, that God's grace sustains us. His grace sees us through. It's his grace that gives us strength. It's his grace that Paul talked about in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 in the midst of his own weakness when he said, the Lord said, my strength is... And my grace are sufficient for you. Fundamentally, shalom is all about believing that God is for us, that we are His, and that He delights in providing for us. I want to read a paragraph. It comes from a psychiatrist named J.S. McKenzie. And this is what he wrote. The enjoyment of God should be the supreme end of spiritual technique. And it is in that enjoyment of God that we not only feel saved in the evangelical sense, but we feel safe. We are conscious of belonging to God and hence are never alone. And to the degree we have, these two hostile feelings begin to disappear. In that relationship, nature seems friendly and homely. Even its vast spaces, instead of eliciting a sense of terror, speak of the infinite love. And the nearer beauty becomes the garment with which the Almighty clothes himself. There are so many of us, and I'm one of them, that we do feel saved, but do we feel safe? Impatience in some way points to the fact that we are invited to know Jesus better and to go deeper in the provision of grace that God has given to us. I don't know if you struggle with this notion or not, anxiety and impatience, but if you do know that it's something you don't struggle with alone, I also can go there. But I come back to the notion that when we know our Lord, there is a peace that comes, even when the storm is raging. And there we begin to experience him. And then that statement that comes out of Julian of Norwich suddenly makes more sense. All will be well. All manner of things will be well. May we go deeper in Jesus today. God bless you.